We're live. We are. <laughs> Hello and welcome to season two, episode one of My Favorite Conservative. I am Edward. I am Andrea and I am not conservative. You're not? No, I'm oh, not. Okay. And I lost my ear thing. I love it right off the yep. top here. Let me put that back in. Okay. <laughs> Can you hear us through the speaker? I can hear us. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll count it. All right. <laughs> I'm not conservative, but he is my favorite conservative. Thank you. All right. We are live today and almost every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're so glad if you're joining us live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Edward, you write the show. I do. So what do we have in store for our peeps today? Well, we're going to tackle two topics today. Uh, the first is something that I know is very near and dear to your heart. Yes. And that is the writer's strike. Uh, it's currently shutting down movies and television, talk shows, everything. And why don't you start off by giving us a little bit of your background so that we know, you know why this affects you? Sure. So when I was in my 20s, I was an actress in Los Angeles and um, I am a former member of SAG. SAG is the Screen Actors Guild. And AFTRA at the time was a separate union. They have since joined together. AFTRA stands for the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. And back in my 20s, AFTRA was for TV people. SAG was for movie people. They have since come together and they have joined the WGA strike. The WGA is the Writers Guild of America. I've never been a member. They went on strike on May 2nd. SAG after joined on July 14th. And what's really significant about this, it's the first time since 1960 that both of these unions are on strike at the same time. The last time SAG went on strike, and at that time it was just SAG, not AFTRA, was in 1988. And that strike lasted over 150 days. And the last WGA strike, which I lived through, was in late 2007, early 2008. And what I mean by saying I lived through it, I was no longer an actress then, but the writer's strike shuts down everything, like you said, every show, everything that's out there. At the time, I was married to someone who worked what we call below the line on a major television show. Edward, do you know what above and below the line is? I do not. Please explain. Okay. <laughs> above the line are people who are your actors, actresses, directors, your directors, uh, I believe DPs are above the line. So typically people who are above the line doesn't mean they're necessarily in front of the camera, although it covers those people. But what it does mean is they get residuals. So you're watching a TV show that hasn't actually aired in 10 years uh, the people who are above the line get residuals, so not just the actors and actresses, but um, but often the the director of photography, for example, and the unit production manager. Um, those people get residuals. Okay. People who are below the line are the people you really don't see, and these shows could not happen without crew. They include sound people. My ex-husband is a sound person. They include the camera guys. They include the grips, the, the people who do all the electrics. There's so much behind the scenes. Typically on a one-hour episodic show, you have a crew of over 200 people. Okay. So the, the challenge right now is I support the strike, and I will talk about why they're on strike. However, 
the caveat is, is all of these people who work on these shows, the crew, the below the line people who don't get residuals, they, they earn a paycheck day in, day out. They are out of work. There is no work for them right now. Okay. And, and that's really okay. challenging. Okay. So why are they on strike? I think that's the main Yes. Yeah, so they're on strike for three reasons. One, wages. So more money. Um, as we've gone into the digital age, uh, writers and actors are not getting paid what they were before because there's, there's just a sheer abundance. Um, it's a sort of a supply demand thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also they want residual payments for streaming services. So this, this has been an issue for some time where, you know, let's say you watch a show on Netflix, one of my all time favorites, the Queens Gambit, um, the writers on that show, I don't know for sure, by the way, but typically up to this point have not been getting those residuals that they would have if the Queens Gambit had actually aired on old school, regular TV, for example. And then the third thing they really want is job protection. The use of AI is becoming more prevalent. And um, I think it's easier to illustrate this with actors and actresses. They want to protect their image. You know, they don't want some AI version of themselves to appear in a movie that they were never in. And we are already seeing that happen. You know, I forget when the first concert happened where Tupac showed up as a hologram (laughs) That's the kind of job protection that writers and actors are are asking for. So three things. They want more money. They want residual payments on streaming services. And they want to protect their jobs and have some you know, language in place about how AI is used. Okay. Is, is everybody adhering to the, to the strike? Is there anybody that, that's broken rank? You know, that's a great question. It's very interesting. So... The View, um, up until I think just a few days ago, The View never went on strike. They do have writers on The View. I know it's shocking, but they do. (laughs) And those writers are on strike, but The View just continued without their normal writers. And for some reason, they didn't get the blowback that some other people did. So a great example is Drew Barrymore has a show with uh, films in New York City. Yeah, (laughs) she does with CBS. And Drew Barrymore had made the decision, much like Bill Maher, we'll get to him, to bring her show back. So her show, um, the season was over in April, right before the strike happened. Her show was coming back and she made the decision to come back without her writers. I think there are only two or three actual WGA writers on her show, Um, but she was bringing the show back for the crew, for the crew, for the people who are out of work and who make that show happen. And then she got all this blowback, I don't think just from WGA, but from other actors. And I mean, just, and she issued this ridiculous apology, ridiculous apology, I believe on Instagram. I'm so sorry. Okay. And here's the thing. Drew, Drew Barrymore is one of the nicest people I've ever met in Hollywood. I worked on uh, two film projects that she was in, I think two, two or one, can't remember. And she was nice to everyone. And you can always judge someone by how they treat the people beneath them, True. right? Forgot yeah. who said that. Someone famous said that. Yeah, go with Churchill. Okay. Oh, I like Churchill. That that works. <laughs> and um, and so Drew Barrymore, is. she truly is. She is very genuine, very nice. But I kind of hate that she gave in to the pressure 
because Drew, no one's going to cancel you. You're fucking Drew Barrymore. Come on now. No one's going to cancel you. And, but also not everybody's going to like you either. So she had started the next season of her show, um, had actually, it had actually started and then she shut it down. Then there's Bill Maher. So Bill Maher obviously supports the writers. He's a member of the WGA and he had made the decision, I think a couple of weeks ago to, um, to relaunch his show. And he was very clear that without writers, his show would not be the same. There would be no opening monologue. Uh, He has different segments. None of those were going to exist. The only thing he was going to do, which is the only part of his show that's unscripted was the panel. And again, he was, and he was very, very explicit in his reasoning uh, more so than Drew Barrymore. He said, I'm coming back for my crew. He had been paying their wages as long as he possibly could uh, out of his own pocket. He does not have to do that. Um, I know there are a lot of people that think he should and Drew Barrymore should, but, but they don't have to. He had been, and he finally was like, it's time to get back to work. Our show will not be as good. We will just have the panel. And then he gave in too to the pressure. And again, who's Bill Maher? No one's going to cancel you. I mean, come on, come on. So um, at the time right now, it is Sunday. Supposedly there's a deal on the table with WGA. They met yesterday. They're meeting again today, right now. I'm sure it's going to be an all day meeting. But as far as I know, there's no deal on the table for SAG-AFTRA. So it'll be interesting to see. But um, I just want to clarify again, I think this is a more nuanced issue. I am not against uh, WGA or SAG, like I said, former member of SAG. But I think you have to think about all those crew people who right now are, are in trouble. They're in trouble. So the writers might settle, but then the actors will still be out. And that's possible. Okay. Well, that would be fun. Yeah, that'll be really interesting. They can build up content and whatnot and be ready for the actors. So like with a Netflix, I noticed that there are a lot of English shows that are from from Britain. Right. Is that part and parcel to what's going on now that they're picking up these shows from overseas? You know, that's a great question. It could be. Yeah. It could be. It could also just be that Netflix shows us those shows because I've liked too many, no, too many British yeah, shows. The algorithm for you is, oh, yes, British shows. Yes, a, a yes. lot of British, although I've yet to watch The Crown. But You know, one thing I did uh, read about this, it was last week, I believe, uh, where the California the Assembly and Senate are passing a bill that would allow the worker, the strikers to collect unemployment insurance. Now, by law, you're not allowed to collect an insurance, uh, unemployment insurance if you've left voluntarily. Right. Isn't this just going to prolong a, a strike if you're willing to financially back one side of the strike? Does that sound fair? Yeah. You no, know, I don't I don't think it sounds fair. I do know that the below the line workers during a situation like this where they're not part of the union um, that's on strike, they are eligible for unemployment. Um, it certainly doesn't um, compensate them for what they normally make in a show with such long hours and overtime because they do have their own union called IATSE, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it would have a huge impact, but California, California is a little wonky when it comes to unemployment. It, they are. Wonky meaning? Um, it's easy to bend the rules. Well, yeah. of course, when you, well, yeah. you're ruled by one party, so. That's true. <laughs> it's very easy to bend That's the true. rules. That's true. It's yeah. easy. It's so. very easy to bend the rules. Yeah, okay. I find it fascinating 
or ironic, if you will, that you've got this vastly left-wing group, the writers and the actors and whatnot, going on strike against the vastly left-wing group of, you know, studio heads that donate gazillions of dollars to the Democrat Party. Okay, this is where I have to jump in. Please do. They're not, not everybody's left wing. Like you don't know, you don't know that every single member is left wing. I see the content and the writing and the way that things are written. They're not written by a conservative. And let me ask you this. You mentioned before that your ex-husband was uh, in the union, in the business. Right. Different Uh, union than these unions. Right. How vocal was he about his being conservative? Oh, you're bringing that up, are you? <laughs> I, just, I think I don't think I don't think you need to answer, but you know, yeah, he wouldn't. Is that correct? He yes, uh, my ex-husband's conservative. Um, he he did not voice his opinion very often at work um, because this was before the word cancel was used the way it is now. But he was worried about uh, being able to get on shows. He actually did finally voice his opinion against someone who had known him personally for a really long time. Who's, who is extremely left-wing, like borderline actual communist, believes communism is a great thing and we should all have it. Um, and it really surprised his friend, but there was enough trust and mutual respect there that it didn't really impact their working okay. relationship. But you're right. My my ex-husband did not but like I, to talk about So I politics. go back to my original posit of the vast left-wing writers and actors. Okay. So I, I, think we're, I think we're pretty high on that one in terms of... confidence level. All right. Well, I just want to say one last thing about this. I Mm -hmm. I, I do. I support the WGA. I support the actors. I um, I know a lot of people still in the business. And and yes, you should be paid residuals on streaming services because that's where where we are now. And yes, you should, your job should be protected with AI and your image should not be used without your consent. But I just, I just ask you to really think about the below the line workers who are, are hurting, you know, every time there's a strike like this where production shut down, um, those, those people are in trouble and it's really difficult. And I know a lot of below the line workers that end up leaving the business after strikes like this. Okay. So, all right. What is next? Well, our second topic today okay. is perhaps a possible surprise presidential candidate on the Democrat side. That would be one Michelle Obama. And uh, oh my, what's Lord. your initial thought to that? Um, my initial thought is that I don't know that Michelle Obama has ever expressed publicly any interest in being a politician whatsoever. However, if she were the candidate. For the Democratic Party, I don't think anyone could beat her. I don't even think Trump could beat her. I really, really don't. Those are my initial thoughts. Um, Why would she decide to run? Well, Biden, I think, can't run again. Well, I I just. Yeah, yeah. I think he is borderline senile. Very close to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And whatever drug cocktails they're giving him don't seem to last as long yep. and his public appearances are few and far between now. And when they, he is out speaking, reading from a teleprompter, he can't and goes off on some tangent that was, you know, 40 years ago kind of thing. So, right. so with him not being able to, he's behind the, in the polls 
every poll he's behind now by yes. double digits to Trump. Okay. And the economy's not improving, right? No. The economy sucks. Let's put it that way. Yep. There is the border crisis, yeah. which, you know, is the left starting to eat the left, which I kind of relish that, which is nice, but you know, there are humans involved, but yes, there are humans you know, involved. Please try we, not to we've relish got that. All these sanctuary cities that are now being overrun by illegal immigrants. And yes, illegal is the word. Uh, unfortunately, we have been inviting them in illegally. Yes. And now the cities are on the hook for the money and trying to come up with, you know, lodging and food and everything that goes with it. So I'm going to interject here. There's that one border town, a very small border town. I can't remember the name of it, Mm -hmm. but the actual town only has 5,000 people. Right. And then 6,000 illegal um, uh, aliens. What's the word we're looking at? Illegal just immigrants. Immigrants uh, were dumped into this town. So, so you increased your your population by what 110 percent? Yes, overnight. Yes, and they expect this small little town to, you know, that's their problem. They live on the border. Well, yeah. I think you know it was said when this started, when Biden started this, you know, back in in January 2021, and so many people said, well, every town's going to be a border town, and we all kind of rolled our eyes at it. And guess what? That's turned out to be true. That every place is being inundated with illegal immigrants. So Mm. it cannot happen. So let's bring, let's bring it back here now. So obviously Biden's. Okay. Biden's out. Can't run. Then what about Harris? (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I know I kind of set you up for that. It's that's just such a low hanging fruit. Um, Kamala. I, I don't think anybody wants Kamala to run. I don't think liberal Democrats, nobody, because they have seen the absolute train wreck that she is. I yeah, think I don't she, know that anyone supported her. Yeah. No, I, I think she wants a position, the position of vice president or president, but doesn't actually want to do anything, you know. That's true. Be, be yeah. There's no evidence. down in all the details. And There's no evidence she wants like to actually work. No, so. you know, she's been to the border one time. She's the border czar. So <laughs> she was recently put in charge of something about now gun control, which is great if you're a second amendment advocate, because she's not going to do anything. That's true. Which is yeah. perfect. So that brings us back. We, but how do you get the black woman out of there? Because the Democrats cannot afford to lose the black woman vote. It's okay. that's impossible for them to win if they lose that. So what other black woman do we have in America? That is the most famous and most popular, not Oprah. She's kind of waned a little bit here. Oh, well, and Oprah's never wanted to, like ever. Like, no. yeah, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't see that in her future. But you know, you've got Michelle. Does she want to run? No. But how often is possibly the presidency of the United States put on a plate and set in front of you and say, "Here, it's yours. You can be the most powerful person on the planet." You know, she kids are now gone. Right. They're, they're grown. They're empty nesters. I don't think they're gone, but yeah, they're grown. Well, yes. yeah, they're empty I nesters. So they're they're in and out of their lives. They've got more time to themselves. You know, can you just are they the type of people to sit back on Martha's Vineyard or their place in Hawaii? Uh probably not. I know Barack isn't. He's you know, he's he's one of the the Obamas are one of the few families, and I don't know any other family, as for of former presidents. That when they left office, they stayed in Washington. 
they have a full mansion in Washington. That's Why right. is that? Because he wants to stay, wants to stay in the game, if you will. Yeah. So, yes. Um, is he running things behind the scenes? Probably. I think so. He's yeah. got so many people of his people in place at very high positions in the Department of Justice, actually running our domestic policy, our foreign policy, that sort of thing. So, you know, how do we get? So let's just say, okay, Michelle says, I'll do I, it. What, what, okay, what are they going to say to convince her to do this, though? I'm going to just, I don't, I don't get a sense that she has any desire whatsoever. I think, I, I think she does. I, th- I think Brock might be the only person who could actually talk her into yeah, it. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, it would be, they're going to do the old, the Clinton, you know, two for the price of one. Obviously, Brock's a proven commodity. That's true. Yeah, you, that's true. Whether you like him or not, yeah. you know, depending on how you view his presidency. But he, he's certainly competent. No question about that. Well, then what yeah. happens with Kamala? What are they going to do to so shift what's, her? What's the carrot? What are they going to dangle out in front for her? Please, and, not the Supreme Court. <laughs> okay. Please. That's cute. That's really funny. But Oh, it was, that was floated. That was well, floated. Yeah, that had to be shot down very quickly. Okay. You know, talking about somebody who wants to do no work. Can you imagine her basically trying to sit there all day and read briefs yeah. and whatnot? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's out. So what is one position that she could have that would convince her she's from California? You've got Gavin Newsom, who is chomping at the bit yes, to become is. president. But Gavin knows he couldn't leap over Michelle Obama. There's no way he could win a primary like that. They're not going to throw... The black woman out to put the white man in. That's not going to oh, happen. Oh, no, no, no. I agree. Not going to happen. So my thought process is promise Gavin to be vice president, give Kamala the governorship of California, and you don't give it, but if she runs, she will win. Yeah. Which says a lot about California. Pause for effect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and I was also thinking, okay, so Michelle says, okay. I'll do this, but I don't want this for eight years. And I think that's that's a carrot that's dangled in front of Gavin Newsom to say, okay. hey, you know what? Come be a good soldier, right? Come join the team for four years. You'll be next. You're next in line. And I, I think he would do that yeah. uh, because he knows trying to fight that inside Obama crew would be very difficult for him if you know, Michelle wanted to get involved. So that's my thought process. Sorry, um, hold on. Uh-oh. A little, a little. Remember how I said at the beginning, I have a hair on my mouth? Oh, yeah. I hate when that happens. Yeah, this is real time, people. Okay. I'm trying to get the hair out of my <laughs> mouth. I mean, it's my hair, so that's good. Um, okay. So. I, I would say that might be doable. Um, oh, I still have a hair. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. All right. So do you think Gavin Newsom would accept the VP role? Yeah. Under it, those conditions? Under those conditions, okay. yeah. I, I, he's not, he, he has such a big ego that he would not want to sit there for eight years and basically do nothing. And I Well, I think if, if Michelle Obama gets the nomination, well, first of all, do you think it would happen at the last minute at the convention? Because I think that's what would happen. Yeah. I, or very close before yeah. it. Yeah. You know... I, you got to remember what's the Democrats change their primary uh, lineup. What's the first state now for the Democrats, South Carolina. 
Oh, oh, yes. Okay. And if Gavin were running against Michelle, do you think he would stand a chance in hell that he could win South Carolina? No way. So that would be instantly blown out of the box. So, yeah, I I think so. Okay. All right. Um, Well, I I think if she gets a nomination, I don't think she's beatable. I really don't. I I, don't think she's beatable. Watching whatever we watched that Netflix thing or whatever it was with her, the one thing that I picked up on with her is well, that was not technically a documentary, no, but but it was based, based on, on yes, that it was uh, the first ladies, yeah, the yeah. first ladies, yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Is just everything with her is centered around race, yes, and, more so than her yeah, husband, and oh, by far. And yeah. I don't think you can run a campaign and you certainly can't run a country where you base everything your whole being on race. And, you know, if she's claiming how deprived she is, you know, let's just look at her mansions. So (laughs) it's like, really, really, Michelle. All right. So those are two main topics. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully by the time this podcast episode drops tomorrow, the WGA thing will be wrapped up and then SAG will follow uh, suit. Who knows what's going to happen? We will uh, stay on it as far as who the candidates are going to be for the 2024 election on both sides. We do have a segment that we are testing out. So you'll have to let us know if you like it. And because we want to end on a lighter note. Indeed. We do. So uh, so this is a segment where I introduce it, but I don't have any idea what Edward's (laughs) going to say. So I'm going to be a surprise to you. So the segment is This Week in Woke. This Week in Woke. So, Edward, tell us, what do you have for This Week in Woke? For This Week in Woke, we have the Department of Veteran Affairs, the VA, which, you know, handles all of our great veterans. And you would think treat them with respect and whatnot. But they have now on their questionnaire when you are there for either sex assignment or whatever uh, or any treatment, they're asking you to choose your gender. Okay. There are 50, over 50. Okay gender options. Is this like a form drop down kind of thing? Yeah, they're all written down and you can check off your little box. Okay. And and, and I thought I'd pull a few just to a little test for you. Oh, it's like a quiz. A little bit. Yeah. Let's do a few of them. This really reminds me. My dad tested me on world history when I was eight years old. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It was was much harder than that. Okay. All right. So give me one. All right. Let's start out from the top. Let's go with AG or aggressive gender, an aggressive gender. A really mean man? I don't actually even know. Okay, all right. I didn't know being aggressive was a gender. Okay, so, all right. What's yeah. another one? All right. Agender. That's one word. Agender. Is one that word. like asexual? It is not having a gender. So I don't know how you don't have a gender, but I guess that's... I thought they already had a term for that, they, but okay. They, yeah, they, there's a million different terms and a million different things. So, all right, go ahead. All right, here's a good one. Bulldogger or bulldagger, excuse me, bulldagger. Bulldagger? Bulldagger. Or dogger? Dagger. D-A-G-G-E-R. Bulldagger. I'm, well, when when you said bulldogger, I thought you meant stubborn, but I would say stubborn something. I don't know. Well, it is a very masculine lesbian. What? So you're a subset of the lesbian. You're a bull dagger. I, if I were a lesbian, I would be so (laughs) insulted by this bullshit. By the way, this is not a clean show. uh, So yeah, yeah, we will curse or at least I will. Miss Potty Mouth. Oh my God. He's pointing to me. (laughs) Okay. All right. Give me another one. There will be violence 
in yes. the show, which is her hitting me. Yes. So, yes. yes. Okay. I, I will hit him when, when right. we disagree. Okay. How about Demi Boy? D-E-M-I Boy. Demi Boy. An immature male child? It is a part masculine identity, but not wholly binary. Oh. Let's wrap your head around that one. Okay. So I you're can't. not quite masculine, this but week you're- This woke. Okay. Yeah. We need like a uh, okay. okay. I've got one here. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Okay. It's fa'afafin. Can I look at our nose to see fa'afafin? Oh, it has And there's a lot of little, little accent things okay. in there. What does that stuff. mean? Well, that is the third gender in the Polynesian culture. So in case we have any veterans that are third gender Polynesian culture, they can check that box. Third gender, third generation. I'm so lost now. Third gender. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. What's another one? How about gen- gender fawn? Spell fawn. F-A-U-N. Oh. Um, if it had been F-A-W-N, I would have thought it had something to do with deer and animals, <laughs> yeah. but F-A-U-N? I, I don't know. It is gender fluidity that okay. never encompasses female or feminine gender. So you're totally not female, but you're gender fluid. So maybe you're going between a demi boy and a bull dagger. No, bull daggers women. Oh, that's true. Okay, see, yeah, that's true. All right, okay. Any more? How about a mahu? Spell it. M a h u. M a h u mahu. That sounds Hawaiian. It is a Hawaiian transsexual. Yes. Oh, it is transgender. Yes. It's a Hawaiian transgender person. Yes. 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 We can also go with the. Hijra, H-I-G-J-R-A, which is India. So if you're transgender in India, you are a So different ethnicities and cultures are getting their own word for transgender? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, in your your own language. That's different than all these different genders that are made up. Okay, all right. four of them. All right, what else? All right, this is always a good one. A netois. Netois sounds French. N-E-U-T-R-O-I-S. It's partially French. Neutral something? Neutral three? You're agender. You know, if we go back to agender, that's not having a gender. Okay. But you don't have gender dysphoria. (laughs) So you don't have a gender, but you don't have gender dysphoria, meaning you're not mentally ill. But I would... Who makes these words up? Can you please let us know whether you're listening to the podcast, which will drop on Monday, or you're watching live in the future? Who makes this shit up? I would say it's the associate deputy uh, of of gender policies or or gender studies at Berkeley. Oh, oh, you're (laughs) right. You know, whatever. All right. Uh, Give us us two more of your favorites. All right. Uh, How about void gender? Void. Void. you don't have one? I don't know. You're unable to experience gender. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I, I just, just can't. Yes. All so, right. Wait, we got to do one more. There's okay, one more. we may be over the time. Last, no, this is, is the this No, is the we may one. be this over time, it. like for streaming live, I'm just saying. Stud. Oh, um, well, yeah, stud, stud means a lot of things, but what does it mean in this context? It means a black lesbian who dresses and is more masculine. Again, if I were lesbian, I would be so insulted by this bullshit. I mean, wouldn't you? I'd be Indeed. insulted. Indeed. But I do think we're over time for live, so fingers crossed this all still works. Okay. Um, all right. Anything else from that? That's this it. week in Woke? No, we're good. That was plenty. Oh, look, good God. Uh, please join us next week live on Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
And if you're listening to the podcast, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast available wherever you're listening right now. And by right now, I mean tomorrow morning on Monday when the podcast drops. You can support our show by joining our locals community, which will be there shortly, um, and also by buying us a coffee. That's a that's a little thing you'll mm-hmm. see. So please learn more and follow us on all socials at myfavoriteconservative.show. That's myfavoriteconservative.show. All right. See you next week. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye.